You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. You're listening to Absolute Empowerment with Coach Jeff Connors on The Sports Objective. Join Coach C, the USA Strength and Conditioning Hall of Famer, every Monday night to see in a variety of guests, including former players, former and current coaches, pastors, and others will discuss relevant issues in coaching today's athlete with the goal of equipping the athlete and those coaching them with the physical, mental, and spiritual armor necessary to live their best life. Here's Coach Connors. Uh, good evening and welcome to Absolute Empowerment with Jeff Connors. Uh, tonight we have a very special guest in the house, a former NFL running back and also UNC running back, Sean Drawn. Welcome to the show, Sean. You say to have me on, Coach. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you are the perfect guest for this show. And the reason is, number one, is we want to bring people to Christ. Amen. And we want to try to talk to people about having a great spiritual life and how meaningful that is to them in relationship to being successful in this world. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a better example than you. you know, last week I had, of course, uh, Vontae Leach on. And Vontae Leach had an interesting story how he you know, got in the NFL as a uh, – a free agent that became a three-time pro bowler, of course, and uh, yeah. the Super Bowl and so forth. So uh, That was a good show, by the way. I appreciate it. Yeah. And your story is very incredible as well. Um, of course, I had the pleasure of coaching you through your career at Carolina. And, uh, uh, you know, it was interesting for both of us. I think uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I think our last game together was the Music City Bowl. Is that true? That's right. That's okay. right. Went out with a bang. That's right. And that was a that was a great win over Tennessee. It was a very interesting win too. At the game was yeah. over, and then we went in and came back out or something. It was crazy, but uh, yeah. found a way to win it. That's right. Always so, got to find a way to win. Yes, sir. So, Sean, what I want to do is talk about first is uh, is you growing up in Tarboro, and uh, I'm a little bit familiar with Tarboro because I don't live too far from there. I live, you know, at Ironwood Country Club, so that's right. not too far down the road. Uh, you know, and I've always heard uh, – I guess I've always kind of heard of, you know, football, good football players coming out of that area. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you know, I met your father uh, who came to speak to our team, Pastor Kenneth Drawn, correct? Yes, sir. And I met Kenneth and Shirley, and uh, and I think it's really interesting and, and uh, that your, your father had started a church. You know what year that he started that church in uh, Tarboro? It was 96, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He started in 96. Got called to be full time, I think, two or three years after that. But yeah, he, he started the church in 96. Okay. And the name of that is Born Again Ministry, the Triumphant Church. Is that correct? BAM TTC. <laughs> All right. They call it BAM, the BAM flavor. Okay. Yeah. 
So, you know, I'd like you to talk a little bit about your parents, talk a little bit about your dad and, uh, you know, how, of course, uh, was such an influence to you growing up in a Christian home and also in the church. Uh, So uh, let's hear a little bit about that. Yeah, so like I said, my parents are Kenneth and Shirley Drone. Um, The parents of three, I have two older siblings, uh, Rashina and Kenitra. Um, And we, we grew up. You know, very humbly. Um, grew up in we actually grew up outside of Tarboro and Leggett. Um, but you know, my parents were always in the home. You know, I've always seen what a an, an example of what a man does and what a man looks like, how a man takes care of his business and how a man takes care of his family and how a mom, you know, loves her babies and does anything and everything for her babies. And uh, you know, I had two prime examples and still have I'm blessed to still have my parents now. Um, yeah. And, you know, they, they instilled in me from an early age, you know, going to church and, you know, just just staying humble and just being you and, you know, never never getting high on yourself, um, you know, because one minute you can have it, next minute you can't, you, you it'll be gone. And, uh, you know, my parents always have, have been there for me uh, from from a little kid playing little league you know being at church and up up until now you know when i went to the pros and even now my mom still thinks i'm a baby uh she 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 took the she took the training wheels off a little bit uh but that's that's my that's my heart she she has definitely taken care of me and so has my dad's always been like i said two great examples right now do you have any uh favorite stories favorite scripture favorite sermons or anything that you uh that you want to share with us with regard to your dad who's uh it, your dad's nickname is frog correct <laughs> yeah oh frog he got that nickname from uh long jump so he ran track he didn't yeah. he didn't get to uh play football because he was in tobacco and all yeah. this stuff kind of kept actually kept him out of it. Um, but he 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 got that nickname from from track. Um, but as far as like you know scripture, you know growing up, you know I, there is so much, yeah, so <laughs> that I absorbed, yeah. you know, as a as a young in church. And I will I'll be real with you. A lot of times I I was dozing off in church, but as I got older, I understood that I was actually still I was I was listening. It was there. Yeah. You know, it was instilled in me. I mean, even at home, I got it. You know, I got scripture and and sound doctrine and sound word. You know, from both my parents. Um, and you know, there's you know nothing in particular that sticks out. But you know, my my parents, uh, they always try to raise us. You know, in a way of in the fear of the Lord. And you know, it, when I got to college, of course, you know, I kind of stepped out and did what I was big and bad enough to do. But it, you know, in my heart. And, um, you know, in my mind, I, I was always a Christian, ch- Christian kid um, and, and I grew up in it. And I couldn't really run from it. You know, even when I was, you know, I would be in a club or something. I always, always felt out of place, you know, still trying to, you know, up until this day, that's that's still me. You know, I, I don't go to the club now, of course, but, you know, being in the wrong place, you know, you just it, it's just something about that. You know, I feel like God really had his, his hand on my life then, too. But, you know, I kind of um you know did what college kids do but you know in the back of my mind i've always you know had the lord you know at the forefront and um i knew knew where my help come from 
and know where it still come, comes from now. And, um, you know, it, it, it leads and guides my life. So right. I know I got off on a tangent, but yeah, I mean, uh, just growing true. up in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of collegiate athletes, including myself, uh, put Christianity kind of on a timeout there. Yeah, uh, that's true. Collegiate career, you know, I mean, there's, of course, a lot of things dragging us all kinds of different directions and a lot of influences. And, you know, you got to stay strong, that's for sure. Uh, yep. And it's something that uh, I always respected head coaches for, you know, talking about and making sure that members of the team did not neglect their spiritual lives. I always thought that was right. really important. Mm -hmm. So uh, a little bit about, uh, tell us a little bit about Tarboro Athletics. What high school did you go to and what, what other uh, athletes came out of Tarboro that you could think, think of? Um, Tarboro Athletics, man, I mean, you, you think about just Tarboro in general. Um, it's a very blue collar town, you know, not, you know, a ton going on there, but, you know, it's a very tight knit community. Everybody knows everybody. Um, you know, if, if I brought somebody home, my parents, first, first question my, my parents asked, who, who your mama, who your daddy? <laughs> Cause they I'm pretty sure knew them. Um, but that's, that's just the Tarboro community. And as far as athletics, you know, a lot of, a lot of your life surround was, uh, around sports um football for sure and basketball both in particular they were you know things that people came together as a community around um and you know when i when i was there tarbar always had you know uh, a present about them in football unfortunately i didn't win any um state championships while i was there but we played some good football and had some great football players you know come through there uh, kelvin bryant donald frank Derek black um it, it's a couple um I'm, I'm sure i'm forgetting some but Ke uh kelvin brown was actually you know my mentor big big brother uh if you will kind of you know i i always wanted to go to carolina anyway but you know i knew that he growing up he went to carolina played running back and was a legend and is a legend still to this day in tarbor and you know in carolina um but you know football in general man it's, it's just always been a way of life in tarboro um, it's, it's the way a lot of kids see themselves getting out of uh, certain situations and see themselves getting out of, out of Tarboro, and it, it wasn't any different for me. I'm glad I finally found out that where your fast twitch qualities came from. Now I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that's why they gave uh, your dad that nickname. Yeah, that's, that, nah, I thought nah, you knew that. Oh yeah, he, he's definitely quick. Like, he, he beat me in basketball and then racing until he could no more. And then when I finally beat him, we stopped racing. <laughs> but yeah, he, he could run now. He, he was quick. Well, I surely enjoyed his uh, messages when he would come and speak to the team. Absolutely, man. So, uh, I still talk about that to this day. Absolutely. Um, you, you remember one, I remember one message. That, I mean, you, you've said so many things over the years, but I can never, I can never get out of my head. One night we was in the hotel. I forget, we might have been going to play Miami or something, and you were talking about the the boiling point of water, and two twelve. <laughs> oh yeah, two twelve. Yeah. Two twelve, baby. Hey, <laughs> right. Two twelve. Everybody was yelling out two twelve. Talk about that. Oh yeah, man, that thing got me hyped up. I still talk about that to this day. Two eleven ain't gonna get it. That's right. Yeah, two twelve. Like, Where's that? Know, 
I remember some guys had that written on their, you know, on their on eyes. The eye black. We wrote it on the eye black. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, hey, I appreciate, I appreciate you reminding me of that. You know? Oh, man, because we got so many <laughs> stories about you, man. I'm telling you. I, I want to give you your flowers while you still still can smell them, like my mom always say. I, I, look, I'm going to put a pause on the show right now and give you your flowers because <laughs> without you, man, I, 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 I know I wouldn't be, you know, where I was when I came out of college, period. And I say to this day, and I tell kids, you know, when my agent hit me up about talking to kids, if you're on a strength program that's working for you in college, no yeah. need to go somewhere else. And I that was a big mistake on my part, but you know, everybody's talking in your ear, and you know, as a sure. as a young kid, you're just doing what, you know, people in your what everybody around you is doing, the popular thing, to be real with you. And I, you know, didn't know any better then. But if I could rewind and go back, I would have stayed in Jeff Connors program and, and got right. <laughs> stayed right. And I and I tell my 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 parents. Uh, well, I tell my uh, wife all the time, my couple of my friends, my first day of strength and conditioning, I remember was walking, we was coming from Grandma's house, came in, and uh, all I remember this white-haired dude yelling, crazy. Man, I already, you know, I already met you, but you were, on, you were on a totally different level, and I, I promise you, to this day, and I tell everybody the same thing, you had me second-guessing playing college football. I, I remember the first day you had us, we had the cement bags with the duct tape around them running up oh, the yeah. stadium. And then we were doing lunges up the ramp that is in the tunnel. I don't yeah. know if you remember that, but man. Oh yeah. My legs off. Look, hey, that made a man out of you, boy. I'll tell you. Yeah. I, I, I was second guessing playing football from that from that day on. <laughs> but yeah, everything was fun. everything was good. And those three hundreds, man, hey, that it's a life lesson behind them things. You, you don't you don't realize it you know why you're in it but man look I, yeah. I appreciate you i really do well thank you uh you know it's all about that leg leg strength man i mean i was big yeah, on that leg and hip strength now that you were that you so, were uh, you know we're gonna do what we needed to do there but uh but yeah i really i really enjoyed it and you know of course uh I don't know. You know, of course, we could talk a whole lot about that last year. A lot, of, a lot of crazy stuff happened. I still don't understand. But, you know, Butch told me to take it easy on the seniors that year. And I didn't uh, know what he meant by that. And I said, what Coach, that mean? Coach, can you kind of define that for me? Right. He's like, oh, you know, maybe don't have them carry them big bags of cement <laughs> up the stadium. <laughs> yeah, right. I know that went in one ear and not the other. I said, they're not that big. They're just heavy, you know. they just heavy. That's it. That's it. So, yeah. But, yeah, I appreciate it. It was yes, – uh, I had a lot of great times, man. A lot of great times. and A lot uh, of great times, man. Yeah. And coached uh, a lot uh, of very, very fine people. And I coached a lot of great athletes there. I mean, I coached, yeah. uh, I think, eight first-rounders while I was there. Yeah. Which I'm also very proud of, of course. Um, yes, sir. So uh, let's talk a little bit about when you when you got to Carolina. Uh, who recruited you there? Uh, Kenny Browning. Okay. Uh, he, he Browning. Was, Absolutely. Yeah. So I was um I actually came to camp my junior uh actually I think it was my sophomore year going into my junior the summer of my sophomore year uh, went to camp um, little summer camps they always have um, yeah. when there and. You know, kind of just going just to just to go, really. Um, and I tell people all the time, I didn't realize like how good I was 
um, you know, really until like I, I got offered a scholarship. Even then I was like, man, this is, this is real. Like I always wanted to go to Carolina. Um, and then, you know, I went to the camp and I remember to this day, um, it was the second day of camp and we were all, you know, coach Bunt was talking to us and, um, he called, he said, I need to see Sean drone, uh, after this meeting. And this was in front of everybody. And I'm like, uh, I don't remember doing nothing. I knew I was a little mischievous. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember doing anything. But hey, I I go holler at him. And so you remember this one, the the hockey, the field hockey field was still there. So we went oh, yeah. over to the field hockey side, and he was talking to me. It was just like, man, we we've enjoyed watching you in camp and seeing you do some good things. And we also watched the highlight tape, which my dad and a friend of mine, Fleming Thompson. You remember Fleming? He actually played. Yeah. So his dad yeah. put together a highlight tape for me. And I brought it up there with me and gave it to Coach Sanders and Coach Browning. And they watched the highlight tape. And on top of, you know, the stuff that I was doing at camp, Coach Bun was like, man, we would love to have you here if you want to be a Tar Heel. And, uh, well, well, no, he took me he took me around in his truck. And we drove around campus. Yeah. And he, you know, was talking to me and saying those things. And then he was like, man, if you want to be a part of it, we would love to have you. I was like, say no more, Coach. I'm, I'm on. I'm all for it. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really wasn't highly recruited, you know, out of out of high school. You know, I, I went to ECU for a camp. They wanted me to play safety, but they never gave me a, an official offer. Right. Um, so, you know, I end up, of course, committing to Carolina, which I always wanted to go to Carolina. And so it, it, there was no need for me to do any other, you know, visits or anything like that. Anyway, even if I did have I had a few interest letters, but no official offer. So um yeah i got recruited off of that off of camp and then you know after that you know people started noticing me once i committed um but like i said that, that day I, it was signed sealed and delivered yeah yes sir well i mean carolina's got uh, you know tremendous resources and you know it's that, that that recruiting process i mean i used to watch everything that we did for recruits not be like man this is really incredible i don't know how you you turn this place down right right so many things so many uh people to talk to who were uh you know well a lot of well-known people uh i I was Mm. was amazed at all the the, like the important people and like icons that i met during the time i was there you know right right there's a rich history man yeah can't deny that yep so uh you started out playing defensive back, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and what uh, contributed to that decision? How did you end up on defense first? So, like I said, at camp, I was doing some stuff with Marvin Sanders and Andre. Um, I forget Andre's last, uh, last name. Coach Andre, uh, he was the running wow. back coach. Powell. Andre Powell. Um, and, you know, like I said, I brought my – tape up but you know 90 percent of it was me at running back yeah but they both were like you know no i want to play defense i want to play offense and i ended up um marvin just saying well if you come over here you're gonna play early and you know every kid wants to play early out of out of high school and um that's kind of how he won me over um but in my heart i was always a running back and then um the this leading up to all that i was terrible at safety uh, I mean, I still come down. I'd knock your head. I'd knock your head off, but I couldn't, I couldn't make a call. And, hey, look, if, if anything else, hey, I'm gonna knock your head off. I might not know the play, but I'm gonna come down here, you. Right. 
Right. Um, but I um when and that's when the coaching change happened when Bush Davis came and yeah. um it, we had a couple running backs and like I don't know how six, seven running backs. And uh, you know, I was doing bad at safety and I honestly got to a place where I was borderline depressed. Didn't even want to come to the facility. And you know, a lot of people probably don't even know that, but I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know if I want to play football. I thought about transferring yeah. and you yeah. know, all of that. But then it was the end of spring ball my uh, sophomore year in 08. It was the end of spring ball. I remember just sitting there um, on a knee. I wasn't playing. I'm just on the sideline. And Coach Davis was talking to maybe Coach Shoe for somebody. And I told Coach Davis I, need, I wanted to holler at him out of, after practice. And uh, he's like, well, yeah, just come up to my office. So I went up to his office. Uh, long story short, I was like, Coach, you know, I don't want to sound selfish, um, but I feel like I can help this team better if I was playing running back. Right. And uh, Coach Davis probably don't remember, but he kind of like, like scoffed a little bit. Uh, like, he, you know, he didn't, he, he was like, okay, well, you, you know, you can definitely do that. You can try, is what he told me. Hey, I was like, that's all I need is an opportunity. And, uh, you know, and, and before that, Kelvin Bryant and my dad, they were both uh, down behind me years before that like you need to go play running back that's your position and i knew yeah. that but it's just having a new coaching uh regime and you know not really knowing you know if i would rub them wrong way and all these thoughts and everything um was going through my head but when i got to the point where i was like wasn't even excited about coming to football practice i had to make a decision then um you know to go ask and you know i, I worked my way up uh from seven on the depth chart to second up up to the start of the season and then, you know, work my way into the starting position. Um in 08 and started after that, man. It was all history after that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think even in the I just remember in 08 you had some great stats, right? Yeah, man. I um I didn't I don't think I ended up starting until like the fifth or sixth I think it was actually the eighth game, seventh or eighth game officially. We okay. played Virginia and then I had like I had player of the game that game and had I think 148 rush out my first first time starting, but yeah. you know I think they were just trying to fill me out and see what kind of uh, numbers I would put up. But every time I got in, you know it was I made something happen. You know you you knew I was in the game, so I I don't think they could deny any any longer after that. So yeah, I, God God helped me out and it was it well, was blessing that I made that decision. The other thing too that was uh, in your favor was you know you had good hands, yeah. So you know you had uh, a lot of receptions as well as I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John Shoup did a great job of you know knowing his personnel and you know getting getting different guys involved in the game. And I like I said, I was split out sometimes as a receiver. He did uh, a lot of screens, and you know that that translated you know for right. me on the next level. Now, you know, your, your experience at uh, UNC, uh, who were the guys that, you know, do you, are you still friends with some, some people that, you know, you played with? Uh, who, who, were you, who were your, your uh, best friends there? Um, I still talk to, so Ed Barham, Vince Jacobs, Martel Thatch, um, EJ Wilson, I yeah. uh, Cooter Arnold. Um, I talk to TJ Yates every now and then, you know, he's, coaching now um a couple of different guys man i talked to a lot of guys actually but those are my main guys like ed ed and jake ed and vince 
and Thad, yeah. those are my main guys. We we actually get together and play golf a lot. We'll go on a, a random trip. Uh, let's go see Ed in Florida and get together and go play golf and get together and just this fellowship, yeah. man. Those are those are my guys. Yeah. I, I actually played golf with EJ Wilson. Okay. Uh, I think it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, we still keep in touch, man. Talk to Mike every now and then, Mike Ingersoll. Um, yeah, I need, I need to get on that golf trip, man. Yeah, hey, anytime, coach. Spot. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Have you ride? We would love that. We would love it. And uh, like anything better. Where do you and EJ play? Uh, he's a member at Pine Hollow out in Clayton, so played okay. out there. Yeah, nice cool. track too. Yep. I think I have played that one, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check you out on that one too. Yeah, it's a good it's a good track, man. I mean, it's the greens are always they probably got some of the best greens yeah. um around here, to be honest with you. Even you know the bigger private courses, but yeah. Right. Pine is a good one. Well, if, if I'm anywhere in the eighties, I'm happy. That's I'm, I'm just a, Exactly. <laughs> anywhere golf. above that, I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same here. That sounds good. Okay, so uh little bit about, I mean, you, you know, your NFL career is like crazy, man. It's, it's amazing. I mean, and, uh, you know, I know one thing. Number one, you have a pretty good agent, whoever it was. <laughs> and so uh, was good, good, good agent. So it's the lotto. Yeah, and secondly, you know, you had to impress people wherever you went uh, because people kept picking you up. Yeah, you know, and, you know, of course, it's tough to stick with a team no matter what in the league, especially sometimes if you're a free agent. A lot of times, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But no man, you, you hung in there for for a long time. But let's let's talk a little bit about that. You know, first you uh, you signed as a free agent with the Redskins in 2011. That was mm-hmm. your first team, correct? Yeah, that was that was my first one. And what's crazy is I, I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan, and uh, I had a chance to go there actually. But you know how the you know how it is relationships you know is, is what it's about. And Coach Bobby Turner, who I talked to a lot during the in the, NFL, the combine, uh, which I went to in Indy, we talked a lot, built up a good rapport. So you know I kind of felt like they might you know be the ones to draft me. Um, yeah. I talked to you know a couple other teams, but he he was the one that showed the most interest. And you know, I came out during the year of the lockout, and you know, long story short, during the draft, he called me. The Redskins called me like three times right. and said, "We're gonna we're gonna the next pick we get, we're gonna try to draft." And I think he started calling me in like the third or fourth round, and it might have been a second actually. Um, but he said, "The next pick we're gonna draft you." The next pick they drafted Roy Helu, uh, mm-hmm. running back from Nebraska. Then he picked up the phone again. It was like, man, we they they want really wanted we're high on this kid, so we had to pick him up. I was like, okay, that's fine, coach. Whatever, don't yeah. matter. Uh, then the next he called me again. It was like, we're gonna pick you with this this next next pick. Next pick they pick Evan Royster from uh, Penn State. Okay, like, man, these guys playing games. And he called me again the third time. I was like, man. Um, they it might be a late round pick if we can't get you you know we still want to you know we'd love to have you but we still you know want to draft you so okay the draft wasn't over yet and you know the 
long story short, the draft ended and he called me again. It was like, man, uh, you know, I'm sorry we couldn't draft you. And, um, you know, it, it was a hard spot for me and the other coaches, but we felt like these guys were somebody that was high on the board, et cetera, et cetera. All this, you know, the politic, politician answer. And, yeah. uh, but like I said, I had built a rapport with him and he was like, man, I would still love for you to come, you know, after the lockout is lifted, we would still want you to be signed as a free agent. And, you know, he called me after the lockout was lifted, but I also, I had like 15 teams call me and wanted me to sign. Wow. Um, and I had the decision to go, my, my last two was them and the Cowboys. And I actually, and this is a, you know, a good point for this show. Like, you know, I was, I was letting other things lead me um, to that situation and not seeking God in prayer. Uh, and I actually told my parents, you know, pray about this decision, where, where I should go. And yeah. they called me. It was like, go Cowboys. And I still made a decision to sign with the Redskins. And to this day, not necessarily a regret right now, but it it's kind of a, a sore spot to be honest yeah. with you, because I had a chance to go to some a team that I dreamed of playing with, putting that star on and and being able to play with them. That's that's something I dreamed about. And, you know, I didn't get the opportunity. And, you know, I, I really think it's because I, I didn't see God myself, you gotcha. know, on, on that decision, and, which I my parents, I, I lean on them a lot, you know, for, yeah. you know, decisions like that and just, you know, to seek out their wisdom and their yeah. wise counsel. Um, Cause I, I trust them wholeheartedly. And um, you know, that decision, for whatever reason, you know, and, and also my, my girlfriend at the time and my daughter, they were actually in Maryland. So that kind of weighed into the decision as well. Um, but, you know, like I said, that was, that was a point where it, I, I didn't really seek God on and which I, I should have, but it, it was a life lesson. Um, well, you know, uh, I do remember one day I think it was kind of when you were going through a little bit of what you alluded to, uh, Carolina, I, I saw you and your parents in the elevator one day. And uh, I think it was kind of like, okay, you know, you're either, I didn't know if you were sticking around or something was going down where you might be leaving yeah. or, or, but yeah. then, uh, you know, it happened where you changed positions and, uh, everything happened for the better, but, you know, I could always see that they were strongly supporting you. Uh, Absolutely. Always. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of got off the tangent. I don't know if you want to hear the rest of my okay. long journey, <laughs> but, but I ended up with the Redskins. Long story short, I went to training camp. Um, and then I actually made it to the last cuts. Um, and they, they told me they were going to bring me back and, uh, you know, long, they basically didn't, they cut me and, um, uh, man, I was, I was still training. Um, and I think this was like August, September when I got cut. And then I was to a point, I was like, look, I got to start making some money. I got a baby. Um, so I, I went and applied for a job at, it was like a play it again sports or something like that. Okay. I went and applied for the job, maybe that. Uh, Friday or something. Yeah. It was during the week, man. And, it, you know, like I said, I, I was praying about it, this whole thing. I'm like, man, look, I know. Like, I knew in my heart. Even when I was young, I, my parents did that. I knew I was going to the NFL. And that, you know, yeah. I, I don't know, you know, how it's going to happen. I just 
felt in my heart that God put it in my heart and I knew I was going. And, you know, I, I was at that point and I, like I said, I went and applied for a job. The very next day, the Kansas City Chiefs called me for a workout. And so I went to Kansas City. It was between me and um, Stefan. I can't remember the guy. He played at USC. He was a running back. And then there was another running back. And we all worked out. And I was the one that they, they chose. And, you know, from there, man, it, things took off. I was out there with, you know, Ty Haley. Um, played with some some great guys, man. Um, played up. Huh? I was just going to say, you spent like 13 weeks on the practice squad and then made the roster, right? Yeah, the very last game of my rookie year, I ended up okay. playing in Denver. Um, but, yeah, I was on the practice squad. They, they just kept me on the practice squad, and I was getting better, you know, learning the offense and, you know, learning how to be a pro, really. Um, yeah. You know, I, I had some great – man, I had uh, Thomas Jones that I was there. Thomas really took me under his wing, man. Like, I, that, that's my guy to this day. Uh, took yeah. me on his wing and, you know, told me this is how you move, you know, in the league. This is how you be a pro. And I watched him, you know, um, do exactly what he was telling me. And, you know, I learned from him, Jamal Charles, um, Peyton Hillis. Um, I mean, that, that was like three outstanding guys in, in the league that put up numbers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, well-known. And, you know, I got to learn from them my, my rookie year and my second year um, there. And it was it was a good good start, and I you know started to really carve out a, a niche for myself my second year there, um, like as a third down special team guy, and you know I really I put some film out there like you said, I had good hands so I pass blocked and then you know caught a lot of passes and did a lot of third downs, um, and kind of carved out a niche and that was my thing you know throughout every team that I went through I was kind of a third down mix it up guy and. Uh, play special teams. Did did a lot of dirty work, like like Bunte was talking about. You're not a starter. Absolutely. Yeah. You on you on special teams, man, and that's you know that's yeah. something that's an ego check for a lot of guys, and me included. Um, you know when I got there, I'm like special. Teams. I don't even know how to play special teams. I didn't play in college, <laughs> uh, so that I had to like it was like a fish out of water. I'm like, man, I don't even know what's what's a kick slide on punt. Like what what's an L four to L five? You know. So, you know, those those are all, you know, ego checks, but you know, that's how you, you stay in the league. You you take on that role that people are trying to carve out for you, you know, and you, you really you you just be you. And that's what I did, man. And you know, God bless me to bounce around nine different teams. Um, but it it was a journey. It, it was a journey yeah. to say the least, man. But, you know, I, I got to do something that I dreamed about. Well, the special teams phenomenon uh, always makes me think of Ryan Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Because Ryan, of course, you know, he played several positions through his career at USC. Right. And then he'd be standing on the sideline. Of course, he played special teams, but he was, he was so, he wanted to get in the game so bad. He was so mad. He was always standing, you know, where he wouldn't, shouldn't be standing too far. Mm. To, so I always had to tell him to get back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get back. Well, finally, he would aggravate me so much. I was like, man, just get back. You're not getting in the game anyway, so get back. He, he gets so mad at me, man. I think I, re I remember that story. Oh, yeah. I remember that story. Always in my way. And, uh, but he was a tough kid, man. And uh, man. You know, when he went to Green Bay and played special teams for a few years, it did not yeah. surprise me. Yeah, man. It 
I mean, that's what he did at Carolina. And, and the thing yeah. is, like, nobody's been nobody's being told this in college either that you could be you could be drafted off of special teams. Might be a late round, or you can go as a free agent yeah. and play special teams. I mean, you look at Slater. That's all he does. He he yeah. got one one catch recorded since yeah. he's been in the league, and that's I think fifteen years. But he's all special teams, and everybody knows him as that guy. But right. but yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if you're not getting that playing time, you know, in college, shoot, you better better tighten up your game on special teams. You might get <laughs> might get picked up. Yeah, he sent me a nice picture of him getting in somebody's face. It was. <laughs> That's him. Like Ryan right there. That is him. Yeah, yeah we we always talk about Ryan on 300. He would beast them 300, man. Oh, yeah. Like, it won't nothing. That's like true. Like, it won't nothing. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah he was Ryan's definitely one of those guys. I, I go to war with Ryan any day. Yeah. You better believe it. Let's uh, you know, talk a little bit about this. You know, I'm just, I'm just fascinated that, you know, you – so after you – know, so that was like 2012 – you left the Chiefs and went then to the Ravens, right? Yeah. And with the Ravens, man, I it was a short stint there. I think I was there for like six or seven weeks. My first carry, my first game, because Ray Rice ended up getting hurt. And yeah. so I was playing, I was playing, um, uh, I played special teams, but then the first game I came on, but then Ray ended up getting hurt. So I went in the game. Yeah. And my first carry, first, first play in, got a high ankle sprain. The tight mm-hmm. end, Tight end missed a strong safety coming out the edge on a power play. He came in and dove in, and my ankle turned in. I tried to tough it out, coach, but it won't. No, it was a no go. Yeah. So you know, when I was there, I mm-hmm. you know was rehabbing, and and this is the thing that people don't know about Lee. If you if you have an injury, and you feel like they're gonna, you one of those guys like the free agent guys always on the bubble. Hey, look, yeah. milk. Um, give you the yeah. game. You better milk milk that injury and don't get on. Don't practice because once they get you on film at practice and they feel like, you know, you you could be out and you're not getting any better, they're going to cut you. And that's what they did to me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. No doubt. That's what they did to was me. Fonte so I was, then, was he there then? Yeah, that's where I played okay. with Vontae at. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was with Vontae. Vontae was a solid, solid dude, man, solid leader. Yeah. Um. You know, and the Ravens was a different feel uh, out there. It's just like it was a big family in the locker room, and it was. And, and Kansas City was was kind of like that, but not like the Ravens. And you know, when you went there, you see why. You know, they won win Super Bowls because the the players they they run the team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then from there you went to the Bears for a year. That was another one year deal. Uh, then the Chargers, that was another one-year deal. You're still hanging in there, brother, hanging in hey. there. And then you go to the Browns. That was in 2014. Yeah. And uh, then I can they, tell you some stories, boy. You, uh, you got waived, but then after that, you got signed on a practice squad. And uh, then then you, you made the active roster for the Browns as well. Is that correct? Yeah, I I did. I actually I signed with them, man. I was I we had just left San Diego. We flew home on Thanksgiving, and we were we were yeah. finding a a rental, and we literally I got boxes in my hand, and I'm moving in into this new rental with me and my family, and my my agent called me, 
I was like, man, just got a call from the Browns. They want to sign you. No workout or anything. So I, I'm my wife is literally moving in the box. I got to pack up, pull stuff out of boxes, get on the plane and head to Cleveland. And that uh, actually that that very next Sunday that I played, it was my birthday. So it was a good little yeah. little birthday gift. And I was there, you know, the remainder of that year, and then um, some of the the year after that. And it was another coaching change. So it was. It was kind of crazy with the Browns. Mike, your wife's name is Shonda, is that correct? Yes, yep, Shonda. Okay. So, yeah, she had to be kind of pulling her hair out through all this right here now. I mean, that oh, was... man, hey, look, it takes a special <laughs> one to, to deal with what we go through. And she, oh, yeah. She said a story out of time. We moved 21 times um, <laughs> in, in seven years. So it was – and – most of the move was on her because I was already gone. Just like the example I told you, I had to leave and, you know, she got to pack up stuff and pack up the kids. Um, You know, with that particular situation, I think it was like four games left. So they ended up staying in North Carolina until the end of the season. And I came home, but, um, but yeah, any other time, man, it's her packing up. My agent would come help sometime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of crazy stories like that, man. I I remember when I was with the with the Bears, I had made the team, and this was this was the, the point where I kept getting cut and kept getting picked up. So we were like, okay, we're gonna be smart this time. We we ain't moving nothing until I make the team. So I made the team, um, and two weeks, and my wife had moved the kids. My son was six weeks old at the time. Um, wow. moved the kids out of Chicago um had boxes and boxes and stuff we had a little pod and the very next sunday i think they may have came like on wednesday or thursday the very next we played a game on sunday then that monday we're walking in school to take my my daughter uh to daycare i get a call like look son we decided we needed to 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 wave you this is that two weeks of being there and probably five days of my wife being there just getting there and they waved me and it's like, all right, baby, you ain't, come, you ain't going to school today. So I had to go home. Um, I think two weeks later, I got picked up in San Diego. And, gotcha. uh, yeah, so, it, yeah, there's a lot of stories like that, man. But uh, Well, I see you got those jerseys in that movie room, man. And, uh, you, yeah, man. I, got every, I bet you got, you know, I don't, I don't know. You wore a lot of uniforms in the league, man, a lot of colors. I did. I got a couple of them on the wall. Um, I got the Chiefs, the Browns, the uh, San Diego, and the Niners on this wall. I got a couple of players on this wall. I got a lot of other jerseys I haven't framed. I got Cersei's jersey up here. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got a couple couple jerseys in the, in the hall. Yeah. Yeah. So – you you had a pretty good experience with the 49ers then after that, correct? Yeah, man. Um, that was after I got cut from the Browns. And, right. um, you know, it was – I think it was two weeks later after that, you know, when I got cut. And then I went there. And, you know, I had, I had never started in the league. Never started. I always played. I had, you know, playing time and played yeah. a lot of special teams. But, um, you know, I never started. And I went to San Francisco – and Reggie Bush had got hurt. I was watching that game. Um, Reggie Bush had got hurt in St. Louis. And uh, mm-hmm. my agent called me was like, you know, they want to – I think they, I don't think I worked out. 
I can't remember. I think they just signed me. Um, and I went down and uh, it was me and Pierre uh, Thomas that used to play with the Saints. Okay. And it was between either one of us. And I didn't, I didn't think they were going to, you know, kind of give us a, a little competition the week of. And I thought they were just going to plug Pierre in because that's typically what they do. They plug the veteran guys and, you know, let them play. But, man, I went out there. I was like, look, man, this is the eighth team I done been on. Something going to shake. And, man, yeah. you know, and like I always do, practicing hard, you know, showing them I'm hungry, stayed after, you know, stayed late nights because I got there on Monday. Um, stayed with my coach, Tom Rathman, um, and, and just studied the playbook, man. And it was like, Coach, I, I need to learn this. So I'm in here with him grinding. You know, he was like, I'll stay here with you if you want to stay. And, and he did. And, you know, fast forward to Sunday, I, they still didn't know who was going to start. They thought, you know, like I said, I thought it was going to be Pierre. And they had some other running backs there, but I thought they were going to plug Pierre in because he was a veteran guy. And uh, yeah. before pregame, my coach came with Coach Tom Raffman came up to me. He was like, you know you're starting, right? I was like, I ain't know, but I, hey, I'm good. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I go back in the locker room like a kid at Christmas time. I text my wife. Like, they just gave me the start, baby. And then I text my mom and dad and my sisters. Told them, you know, I'll be starting this game. And, you know, they were super hyped. And, you know, right. went out there and, and, and showed what I could do. And they, shoot, man, it was a dream come true, man. Like, I mean, it was already a dream playing in the NFL anyway. But, you know, to get a start, you know, after all the trials and tribulations and going through the bouncing around, it was like, you know, gratification, you know, that, you yeah. know, I was able to, to go out there and, you know, do what I did and be on the team that appreciated me and appreciated my talents and recognized that, you know, I was working hard to try yeah. to get there. Um, so that's why the Niners are on the wall. They will forever be, be my team. Yeah. And what I read, you had like, I don't know, 265 yards receiving or something also. Yeah. I mean, right. I, yeah. I was the only one that year to play a whole game without coming out. Like usually they had a, um, I think it was the St. Louis. It was no, it was either St. Louis or not St. Louis, but um, the Cardinals game and the uh, I forget what game it was, but I was the only one to play a only running back in the league that whole year to play a full game without coming out, which I thought was was crazy. Um, but I, I you know, how no guy was in that is, and I didn't have any mind blowing stats that game, um, but I had like. It was like 38 yards receiving, 58 rushing yards, or 78, some something like that. And then it was November 8th, the day of the game. It was a bunch of eights in that in that um during that time. I was like, man, yeah. that's how I knew God was in it. And you know, eight's new beginning. And, right. Uh, you know, that's that's how I felt was happening. It was a new beginning for me and my family, and you know, just my football career. And that was it was a blessing, man. It was a gratifying situation. Absolutely. Well, so, you know, after, I mean, so total, I guess you're with what, 17, seven teams and then in camp with two more. Uh, uh, so your final year was 2017, then also with another team, the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I signed with the Giants in 2017. Um, they wanted to sign me for – to a four-year deal but what they were trying to give me as a bonus i'm like man that's 
it's crazy. I mean, because I scored more touchdowns than the the uh, yeah, who that sign, but I had better stats than they did, and they were trying to sign me for something low. And you know, at that point, I was like, you know, I, I appreciated it, and but I had you know my agent negotiating it, and you know, trying to get me more guaranteed money, which you know is a always a struggle with with the NFL trying to get right. guaranteed money. Um, but I end up signing one year with them, and then you know, uh, the the way the league goes, they sign, they sign, end up signing a um, a rookie, uh, drafting yeah. a rookie, and you know I, I seen that whole story before, uh, the way they draft a rookie, and you know you're a free agent, you, that's your, you're you the odd man out, and you know that's kind of how it played out. But the thing was, I actually had an ankle injury my last game with the Niners against the Seahawks, and uh, he um, they told me it was like go ahead and have surgery because I told him it kept bothering me like I was in OTAs and it kept bothering me it wasn't going away and I was like it's something going on with my ankle um man I'm never the guy to be like in the training room at all and it, but I told him like it's something going on with my ankle so I went and got x-rays and stuff and it was like floating bone going around in my ankle like my ankle joint and yeah. that's what the pain was like it was pinching and um so they told me to have surgery and I end up end up doing it and um, they, cause they, they were like, have surgery so you can be ready for the season. I was like, man, I ain't never, I never had a team tell me that. Like, I'm always scratching the clawing up till, you know, the last cuts, you know, to to re- feel confident that I made the team. But they were like, nah, you good? Go ahead, have the surgery so you can be ready for the season. So I went ahead and had the surgery. And um, you know, long story short, they actually they use it against me. Um, and then you know, after that, I end up playing in a preseason game that I shouldn't have been playing in because it was like five or six weeks after surgery that I ended up having it. And uh, it, it, it was just not a good good situation. So it did, my, my last team didn't end well. And, you know, my exit out of out didn't end well. It wasn't a storybook. But, you know, again, I, I had some highs in my career and some lows in my career. But ultimately, you know, I, I was able to bless the live a dream and uh you know do something that you know millions of people desire and dream about doing you know and i was um, ever grateful you know that i was able to do it so well we you know we were our last game at unc was uh you know the music city bowl and in 2018 we both got out retired so we got (laughs) (laughs) yes sir I kind of got forced into retirement too, but I, you know, I survived. Uh, uh, I think with seven head coaches, so I, I yep. can't complain. But uh, I get it. Same here. You know, I'm. Uh, I see your pictures, and uh, you know, we, my wife and I, we love to go on vacations together. And I see you, you all <laughs> love to do the same thing. Uh, yes, sir. We do, man. We, love to get away. We we try to plan something three or four times a year, and uh, we just now uh, we're trying to recover from Valentine's Day. Now we came up to Raleigh to the Mate in a nice nice hotel. Had a oh yeah, Carry Valentine's Day. Yeah, Carry downtown Carry. That's not that's a nice yeah. hotel. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Uh, there's a restaurant right down the street from that. It's called MC Chan. Yeah, they were booked. So oh, we had yeah. we had to eat at the hotel, which wasn't bad either. But uh, yeah, yeah I'm, good food. I'm still yeah, going to try that next time. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, so you're in Apex, and, uh, you know, just uh, say a few things about your family. What are you all into right now? Uh, what uh, Do you work at all, or what uh, What do you do? Yeah, so we're, we're in Apex. We've been in Apex since 2015. We actually bought a house, built a house in uh, my yeah, while we were in um, San Francisco, built a house and um, settled down here. And uh, we've been here ever since. Um, yeah. It's a good area. Uh, my wife, she ended up, she, she ended up getting her license in like 2015 or something like that, her real estate license. Okay. Uh, so she's a licensed broker. Um, and she's been doing that and every, a lot of stuff has taken off for her. She actually, yeah. she's been with three different companies, but this company, uh, she's with Compass now, but she started her own real estate team within Compass. Okay. Um, so that I'm very, very proud of her for doing that, taking that step because she was, uh, you know, kind of hesitated about it, you know, and she, she has a lot of great qualities. People just, they love my wife. People love my wife. They, she has this gift, man, where, you know, she'll sit down with a stranger and they just start telling her that their, their life story. <laughs> And it's like, well, how, and then they get up like, I don't even know why I'm, I was telling you that. And she she has that gift about it, and just a very yeah. receptive, non-judgmental uh, spirit about it, man. And you know that's what people love about her, and included me. Um, but she yeah. uh, she has that about her and that quality, and people want to follow her um, and and be around her. And I said, you know, a real estate team, a lot of people other than me, but a real estate team would be perfect, you know, for you to start. But, you know, it takes a lot. It takes for people to kind of tell you and show you and, you know, expl explain to you your qualities. Because a lot of times we're always our biggest critic. And, um, you know, right. it wasn't in a different situation. Um, and she she started started her team. Uh, my, my daughter, <clears throat> London Grace, is in the sixth grade. She uh, just finished her basketball season um, in middle school. And my son, Camden Drone, is um, he's playing like travel basketball right now, but he is a diehard football guy all day long. And, <laughs> but uh, he, he loved it more than I did at that age. And he, man, coach, he'll sit down and talk to you about football. And you'll be like, how do you even know that? And like, my, my wife is always baffled, like, because he'll, she asked him, you know, what college somebody went to the other day. He was like, LSU. Like, why how do you not know that? Like he thinks he thinks the stuff that he knows is common knowledge to people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, but he he's all about football and uh they're both doing doing well, man. Proud of my kids and my wife. Um, um oh. I'm in I'm in real estate. I end up uh I, I kind of fell into real estate in twenty fourteen, you know, kind of when I had a lull in playing football. And then got into, you know, the investment side of it and, sure. you know, the flips. And so I was doing flips since 2014. And then I got into it really heavy once I was done playing. And, um, you know, kind of wanted to learn the new construction side of things. Yeah. Um, so I actually went and got a job with uh, two track, track home builders. Um, so I was doing that for the last two years um, and also doing our own investment building and, and stuff like that. But now um full-time in in our uh endeavors i'm building i'm a builder yeah. slash investor um studying for my gc right now um hopefully take the test in march um so that's that's what i'm doing man um do a lot of i do a lot of builds in in durham 
Uh, that's mainly where I, I, I've been focusing and where my deals that came from. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm in the real estate world, man, enjoying it. We, um, my wife and I tried to go the the franchise route, and uh, you know things kind of went south there. We didn't, we never got into it, but you know, just leading up to it, just some things that uh, I try to get into different en- endeavors, and you know, I always got led back to real estate. So I, that's that's how I know where I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. So. Well, that's another commonality we have. My wife's been a realtor since, uh, I don't yeah. know, the mid-90s, and mm. she does extremely well. And she's, right. you know, just like you said, people love her. And uh, But uh, I'm probably not going to do real estate. I might be doing <laughs> signs in yards. That's about the only thing that's I about it. But, I heard that. But I certainly respect her for her success. Yes, sir. Same. Um, Same. Really, yeah, it takes a different person to deal with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the clients can be uh, uh, a handful, have, to say the least. Yeah, I really so, enjoy you know. spending a lot of time with my wife now because I spent so much time away, you know. Yeah. Coaching career, so I really enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually here at, at the, the Hilton here in Raleigh and uh, – Going to head up to Ohio State tomorrow for their strength clinic, and uh, okay. So I'm still kind of staying connected and still have a little bit of an interest in things, right? Uh, because I have an interest in maybe writing. Uh, you know, I wrote a couple books. I have an interest in maybe writing another one. I need to get with you too, man. On writing my book, my parents down behind me about writing a book. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just don't know where to start. They talk about just start. Uh, they, yeah, they, I can, they I can probably it. help you a little bit there. I mean, you know, yeah. self published thing if you want. That's probably yeah. the easiest thing to do. Put them on Amazon. And uh, I never thought I'd make any money on a book, but I made a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, put it out there. It ain't for everybody, but some people can use it and get something from it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But you say you had it at Ohio State? Yeah, going to go up there, uh, Mickey Marotti, their strength coach. I've known him for quite a long time. And uh, okay. he's, he's definitely, uh, I don't know if he's the highest paid guy now, but uh, he's right yeah. out there with him. You know, he's been with some yeah. very successful coaches, and that's yeah. what you got to do if you want to get the big money. So, uh, you know, he's done here. Got well to Ryan Day was actually in Cleveland when I was there. He was the quarterback okay. coach. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Good guy. Doing great out there, too. No doubt. Well, I'm going to have to close it, and I, I really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, the, the the other thing that I always talk about is, you know, kind of the things that kill an NFL career. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that I started Armored Life and started doing these podcasts uh, because I saw so many guys go by the wayside for different reasons. and. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we want to keep encouraging people to have a spiritual life Absolutely. as athletes and keep, uh, you know, keep fighting the fight, stay positive. And, uh, you know, we, I, I really want to try to get more athletes to watch these podcasts and hear from guys like you mm-hmm. uh, who really have an amazing story of success through faith. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I certainly appreciate everything that you've accomplished, and I, I give a lot of credit to your parents, and please give them my regards. Will do. I, I'll make sure I send them this link so they can watch it. Yes, sir. 
Yeah. And uh, you yeah. tell EJ and Ed and those guys that uh, they need to subscribe. <laughs> I'll tell them. I'll make sure I do that. Yes, sir. All right. I'll be looking forward to that golf game. Hey, let's do well, it, man. Anytime I told you, you in the area, man. Holla at me. I'm here. Okay. Well, this yeah. is uh, Coach Jeff Connors uh, signing off for Absolute Empowerment. And God bless everyone. I'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You've been listening to Absolute Empowerment with Coach Jeff Connors on the Sports Objective. Join us every Monday night for a new edition of the show. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. And go Pirates!